0: ...just more dysfunctional than others. So what do I mean by dysfunctional? Dysfunctional means that it is not working as it's supposed to work. Now, the truth of about dysfunctionality and not a family not being optimal is that every family is a product of the people that are inside of it. And so, the dysfunctionality or lack of, of a family is tied to how the dysfunctionality of the people that are involved in it. Now, if you say people are dysfunctional, you are in essence saying they are not their best selves. And because human beings are not always their best self, it means that you can't always rely on them to do as they are supposed to do. Now, a lot of times when we talk about families, you're talking about a collection of people who have a variety of ideas, a variety of thoughts, and because there are a variety of ideas and a variety of thoughts and a variety of experiences and a variety of, of feelings and desires, what you have is that the... The health of a family is tied to the health of the people involved in that family. In essence, a dysfunctional family is, to a certain extent, an unhealthy family. And unfortunately in life, what you find is that there are many people who grow up in very unhealthy families. Families that do not help them to become what they're supposed to become. Because by and large, and to a large extent, what you find is that many of the people who get into families already have unhealthy lives they have unhealthy mindsets they have unhealthy expectations they have unhealthy understandings and if they are not healthy in and of themselves they cannot be healthy or provide a healthy platform for a family to thrive. now what happens most of the time dysfunction is a process or can be a product sorry of our experiences so Sometimes a dysfunctional family is a result of the experiences of people that, that started a family. And usually the dysfunction in family is foundationally from the parents in the family. It's the truth. Because the parents are the foundation of every family. You would cannot start a family without a husband and a wife, and a father and a mother. It's the foundational layer of a family. So in essence, the health and when I use health, I'm not talking about the physical health, I'm talking about the mental health being, the emotional well-being, the the psychological health of the husband and the wife. What happens is the health of the family of the of the of the spouse or the health of the of the of the parent uh, of the couple becomes the foundation upon which the family is built. Where they are not emotionally healthy, they are not mentally healthy, they are not psychologically healthy, what they will produce will be a very unhealthy environment. And so most of the time you realize that most families are dysfunctional because the people who are coming to form it have very unhealthy mindsets. Now, how did they arrive at that point? And I began to say that, that a lot of times the, the health of the people coming into a family as, is tied to, the, to their experiences. Now, what does that mean? What have you experienced in your life? If your experiences are bad, or should I, if, if I can, let me even rephrase this thought because you see, the truth is, as you grow, as, as you mature in life, not of you will grow, as you mature in life, one of the things you learn is that it's not really our experiences that define us, it is how we respond to our experiences that define us. So, let me rephrase and say that. The, the pro that most some of the dysfunction in families is a result of the response to the experiences we have. Now, let me put this across to you for example. Uh, I was talking to someone some, some time back, and the person gave me this illustration of a young lady who said that her father always gave her mother extra allowance. Even though her mother was working and her mother was making money, her father gave her mother a personal allowance, and so he would give her a, a, an allowance for the house, and then he would give her a personal allowance. In, for, in, in, for herself for the, for the mother herself and so what happens is the girl says that any man she marries must do the same to her already the, her father's action is a good action it was a, it was a sign of a loving husband but the girl's response to her father's actions has become unhealthy because she thinks that that is the measure of a man and so for her if a man does not do that to her then he is not fit to be her husband. That is dysfunctional thinking. That's unhealthy thinking. So her response to the experience has created a dysfunction in her mind. Her mind is not functioning as the way it's supposed to function. It's not thinking correctly. If I might put it that way, no offense to her, but think about it that way. If you think about it that way, you would realize, in essence, that. If she gets married, she will create an unhealthy platform for her husband. She will create an unhealthy expectation. So even though the experience was a good experience, her response to the experience has become unhealthy. It has become a negative influence on her. And so therefore, you in, in, in essence, we are not really always a part of our experiences in the sense in which our experiences are at fault. We are a product of our response to our experiences because how we respond to the experience exactly determines who we become. How healthy our thinking is, how unhealthy our thinking is, it is all about how we respond. And so when people experience bad things, it is not the bad that they experience that is primarily the challenge. It is their response to the bad that they experience that becomes a challenge. When people experience good things, it is not their, their experience of good that is the challenge. Sometimes, it, most of the time, and usually every time, it is their response to the experience that is the challenge. So, I would like you to think in that line. And to what i got thought, if you think about it, part of the challenge also becomes the fact that if you look at... Life, you realize that there are people who grew up in very privileged circumstances uh, to mm-hmm. use the common parlance. they grew up with a silver spoon. And even though they grew up with a spiritual spoon and they had everything going for them, it is the reason why they turned out to use a to be to with no offense and no no offense intended, but they not they turned out bad because their experience of of having everything provided for them did not prepare them for. Living and and thinking for themselves, so they are used to comfort to the point where they responded re- negatively to comfort. So when a parent provides comfort to their child, it is not their intention for their child to begin to begin to of the comfort. It's for their child to use the comfort as a platform to do better. But if someone does not prepare themselves adequately or does not respond correctly, what happens is the comfort becomes a negative, and so therefore we find that having an experience or responding to an experience does not necessarily equate oh sorry having a good experience does not necessarily equate to having a healthy lifestyle having a, a bad experience doesn't necessarily equate to having an unhealthy lifestyle because there are a lot of people who it is their bad experiences that became the platform for who they have become that motivated them to become better people people who went through abuse and because of that they become human rights activists now we're talking about what they do outside even though there's another difference because you see, sometimes you can act correctly on the inside and be emotionally damaged on the on, on the outside. You can act correctly on the outside and be emotionally damaged on the inside. That's the story for another day. Now, what what's another reason why sometimes we experience dysfunction in families? It is what you are trained, your teaching, your 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 learning. To a certain extent, I will use this phrase: You cannot be greater than your teacher. Um, it, it's a very funny statement in a sense and it might sound like um, it's not a truism, but do you realize that in reality, everything that the way you think is usually tied to your, what, how you were taught and who taught you and what they believed and what they, they, they gave to you? Because when you are growing and when you are learning, you are an open book. You don't really know the difference between right and wrong. So you are taught certain principles. You are taught, you are taught certain philosophies for living, for thinking that begin to shape your mind as you go through life. Now, I had had a privilege of lecturing before. And I remember when I, when I, when I started lecturing, um, I had this encounter with some of my students. And I, I was asking them, why do they need do they feel they need to cram and because they were complaining to me that i don't that i don't give them questions and allow them to cram and i'm like why do you need to cram you are you are, you are a student you're meant to be a thinker it's supposed to be a learner and they were like no lecturers like when you cram and i was like why would you say that but after a while, in the environment, I found myself, I realized that it was true. A lecturer would say to a student, if you don't write it exactly as I wrote it in the notes, you're going to fail. Then you are asking the student to cram. You are not giving the student the, 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 the privilege and the opportunity to expand their mind, to, to explain in their own words what they understand. And so that, those students grew up or be begin to mature, not understanding that the essence of school is for their mind to be expanded. It's not for them to be tied to a way of thinking. And so, also, what happens is children grow up in an environment. For example, and as they are growing up, their parents begin to lay out a foundation in their mind of how it's supposed to things are supposed to be. Now, it's unfortunate also some parents tell their children this is the only way to do this thing. And so what you find out at the end of the day is that a child becomes the product of their training. They are tied to this training that this is the right way to do something. If you do it this way, then it is wrong. And I've seen it over the years where, you're, where a couple comes together, for example, and they're married, and then they, they, because of the the husband comes from a different background, a different, a different household, a different teach, training, and his wife comes from a different background, a different household, a different training, and then When they come together, there is a clash because maybe the way the man is trained, is not the way the woman was trained, most likely they don't have the same platform. And so the woman thinks, oh, this is the right way to do something. And the man thinks, no, this is the other way, the right way to do it. It might look normal, it might look careless, but most of the times it becomes unhealthy because sometimes... A child holds on to a parent's training and thinks my parents are the best parents in the world. You know, sometimes I sit down and I laugh when I see people post things like, "My mother is the greatest mother in the world." My father, I have the friend, greatest father in the world. I'm like, if everybody said that, everybody's father would be the greatest in the world. Every mother has been, been the greatest in the world. That's not possible. Your mother can't be the greatest mother in the world because she's not the only mother in the world. Every other person has the same opinion. Practically every person has the same opinion about their mother. It is an exaggeration that's not necessary, in my yeah. view. The qualification is not necessary. You have a great mother. Thank God for that. She's not the greatest mother in the world. Sorry, no offense meant. But think about it. It's it's just not realistic. It's a very stupid. Hey, okay, I'll keep quiet about that one so that you don't get angry with me. But if you think about it, in reality, there's no need to go that far. Your mother is great. Your father is great. That's true. And sometimes because you hold our parents to hero status, what happens is what they teach us becomes the foundation for everything we do. And even when they teach us dysfunctional things and they teach us things that are not true and they make us believe that our family is the best family in the world, the way we run our families, the right way to run families. Because we don't have any other experience, you grow up and you go into a family and you want to run your family the way your parents ran theirs. Forgetting that the other person too was coming with their own mindset. Now, this is a marriage seminar, this a family seminar, but I want to be, because sometimes as children uh, come into families, they don't understand what the dynamics that is playing out in their family is. But that's the truth about it, the fact that their family is dysfunctional, not because the people uh, intended for it to be dysfunctional. Nobody goes into a family setting and say, I want to have a dysfunctional family. But the challenge is, because it's about people, what you find out is the dysfunctionality of the people involved in the family begins to reflect in that family. And so I've talked about the, the, the social of parents and of of the parents specifically, but another dynamics that comes to play in, in the dysfunction of family or the unhealthy um, state of a family is that of the children. So you have a situation where a child is growing up, and the child has influences outside of that of the parents and begins to carry those influences into their family. And what sometimes happens is because a child is learning something from outside and trying to bring it in the family, and sometimes it might even be a comparison thing where a child goes to his friend's house, sees something that he likes, and maybe he sees the way his par- a parent treats, the parents of that their friend treat their friend and comes and tell the parent, that it tells or tell, begins to believe that this is how a parent is supposed to treat me forgetting that their parent is not the same as the parent of their friend you have to understand that there, there is a sense in which the comparison that children tend to carry out between parents can become and create dysfunctionality the same way the comparison that, that parents can have between the that the parents can carry out between two different children has created dysfunctionality comparison is not healthy Creating and living life by comparison creates dysfunctionality in the family. So when you begin to compare your parents with other people, you forget that your parents are unique, they are different. Don't get me wrong, they they are not perfect, but even the people you are comparing with them to are not perfect, you only see the side of them that you think is perfect, but you forget that those people have issues in their own lives too. They have things that are going on in their lives, but comparison is dangerous because it creates an unhealthy space. And it does not usually doesn't allow you to appreciate the uniqueness of each person. Do not get me wrong; it does not mean that because you should, because comparison is healthy, it does not mean that you cannot realize that somebody is not living up to the expectation. Because sometimes it's only by comparison that you know what is good and what is bad. But in doing so, also you must be careful how you compare. There's unhealthy comparative comparison, and sometimes children fall prey to that. The children in a family fall prey to comparing their parents with other people's parents. Comparing their life with other people's lives. And in doing so, they create an unhealthy atmosphere because they create an unhealthy expectation. And by creating an unhealthy expectation, they change and distort the, the balance of the family. So, I believe my time, my, my time is probably up today. And I hope that these few things I shared, the few thoughts I shared, really come across to help to give you a perspective of the different kind of dysfunctions that happen. So you realize that over and over again, every family is unhealthy to a certain extent, but every fam- not every family is so unhealthy that it is so glaring. And sometimes we don't understand why people run away from their homes. A lot of times I tell people, when you see people run away from their homes, whether it's the children or the parents, surely a sign of dysfunction somewhere that i don't want to stay at home i can't stay at home i don't like to stay at home it's usually a sign that there's an unhealthy environment that's being created so people are running away to create space for themselves um trusting that as the weeks unfold we're going to talk about the dynamics in, in the family we're going to talk about um how to resolve conflicts in the family but i hope that if you do have any questions or any thoughts you'd like to share please forward them on the platform and we'll address them as we get The ability to uh, enjoy yourself. Thank you for giving me your ears. Thank you for giving us this time. And I hope this talk is not too extreme for you because it's extreme talk, so we got to talk real. And I hope as we speak real to our situations, it makes sense to you. Have a great time. Have a great week. God bless you.